Folks, there's jumping Jeff Farmer. Well, he did it. Pit pinned me right there in the middle of the ring. There's always a lesson to be learned every time you step in the ring. And Motley Cruz, you taught me one very good lesson. You took me out of my game plan. I couldn't wrestle my kind of match. Believe me, I learned and I learned well. It don't take me long. Next time I get you in the ring, you're mine. New tactics, new game plan. You're mine. Ba -da -da. Welcome to Fourth Times the Charm, where niches need. I'm your producer, Ben, alongside your director, Matt. And heading up the rear is our head of catering, the chef, Le Peste Resistant au Moi. He is our good, healthy, <laughs> weekly dose of shade butter. It's Mr. Monty over here, hanging on the wings. What's going on, Flyboy? It's all good. Coming up the rear, I guess. Oh. Hong Kong. <laughs> All right, Matt. We are Some face to face. Yeah, Matt, tell tell me how you doing. I'm good. I'm I'm nice and relaxed. It's a it's a chill week at work with not too much to do. Um, and then I uh, got some family activities to look forward to with some good food. So I'm I'm all jolly. Oh, that's right. It's Thanksgiving in the states. Yeah, right? it's American Thanksgiving. Yeah. 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 Let's take this moment to remember um, that the early United States colonizers were pieces of shit to these people. Jeez. Yay! <coughs> yeah. Those. Whoa. Oh, Monty, you also can join in on that. You that you've you've now had your national awakening. <laughs> sure. Yay. So, so, <laughs> what, <you said. laughs> what 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 a what a great mood to bring into the show, Matt. Yeah, that was a that was a dark a, that was a dark moment for me. Was it a dark moment or was it a black moment? Ah, it was in theme. Yeah. Cause oh. what are we talking about today, Matt? Uh we're talking about a couple things from the black metal world. Um I recently <laughs> Thanks. Blech. Blech. Uh uh, in an endeavor to listen to more new music, Blech. I've been listening to a lot of new albums. So we have a uh, new Russian black metal album that uh, came to my attention um, because it was released by Wound Worshipper Records, who's a great uh, brand from Omaha. Brand. Great group of people from Omaha. Really nice guy runs the record label. Um, shout out to you, Bill. Um, and shout out to Bill. We're going to talk about Bill. the... Uh, <laughs> Wow, that Woo! taco is doing wonders for you. Yeah, that's a magical taco you had, Ben. Uh, well, not only did talking... I have a taco, not only did I have a taco, <laughs> for two weeks only, Taco Bell's brought back the Inchurito. Get it without onions. It's like a bootleg enchilada. It feels so good in the rumbly tumbly. Matt, don't eat it. It's lathered in cheese. It's Taco Bell. Their cheese is fake, so it doesn't hurt me. Wait, do we oh, get a sponsorship from Taco Bell or something? <laughs> no, dude. It's Look, it's a carrot and stick, all right? I don't like the Enchiladas only here for two weeks, but I'm going to be thankful for it while it's here. So I'm Taco glad... Bell, eat shit until you bring back the chili cheese burrito. Oh, yeah. Big respect. You guys don't have it in the States? Well, you you have what? it in Canada? Yeah, we still have it. They took it off a combo, unfortunately. So you have oh to buy it Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> ben, can you like trip. Can trip. you like mail us some chili cheese burritos? Yeah, only if you mail me that 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 
that one that you're talking about. I want to try that because I hear a lot of good things about that. Yeah, I will trade you three Enchiritos <laughs> for three chili cheese this is burritos. international oh, food yeah. trafficking. <laughs> if, Monty, if you're lying to me about this, dude, I, I, I won't know what to do with myself. I will take a screenshot of Taco Bell menu and send it to you. Later. I thought you said they didn't have Taco Bells up there. Yeah, we know we have Taco Bell, but the the menu is way different than what you guys get. So, man, yeah. last man. week last week we talked about the weather. This week we have a discussion about Taco Bell menus. Hey man, well, don't knock Taco Bell. There, there was don't a whole website. Podcast for. There was a whole website dedicated to locating locations in the U.S. with the chili cheese burrito. It was called chilicheese.org. Oh, really? This is disturbing. Yeah. People so love their chilito. S- it's one of like three things on the menu that doesn't taste the same. You know what? That's the only thing I order at Taco Bell is chili cheese burrito. I can, I can, imag- I can imagine Ben making a 45-minute YouTube video essay about the downfall of Taco Bell. And having a whole like fifteen minute section dedicated to the chili cheese burrito. Yeah, Taco Bell never had a downfall. It's just the chili cheese burrito. You know, a lot of like seminal moments in my life were formed around Taco Bell. Oh, give yeah. us, give us, give us the two most pivotal. Uh, my grandfather would always, <clears throat> whenever he came into town, him and my dad would pick me up. Uh, from school but i knew whenever my grandfather showed up we'd stop at taco bell on the way home Mm. and Mm. i would get one of their like kids toys which never had a name which is why no one remembers it um Mm. and and then uh the other time was once we picked up taco bell on the way back home and when i got home my dying cat was dying oh and but she waited for me to come home from school and taco bell before she died because she wanted to hear me which was very sweet but then i was sad and crying and while eating my tacos because she was dead (laughs) i'm glad you 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 put that come the term comfort food to really comfort food yeah yeah it was it was a really that was a really weird, heavy day. Well, yeah, and and on, on a lighter, the tacos note. did not help. I <laughs> ate them because they were there. Just to be clear, so just to cheer you up, Ben, I just posted a screenshot of TacoBell.ca. Beautiful, TacoBell.ca, and look at the bottom corner. What do we wow. got? Wow, three ninety nine Canadian. Those mother Canuckers, <laughs> Wait, they've do done have- it again. Do you not have the beefy five layer? Seems like you only have the seven layer uh, burrito supreme. Oh, you don't have the beefy no, milk burrito either. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I I like the trade off we have. Can can we go through the rest of the menu? Can we not? Can we? Can we, can we go? Uh, we'll go through it after uh, in our green. Here, here, room. wait, hold on, hold on. I want I want this to be. <laughs> I want this Just to be shout out to Moon today. Worshipper Records again from Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> okay, um, right, right, right. This, yeah, this yeah, intermission we'll, we'll brought to you by Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll we'll talk about the metal. <laughs> yeah. Take it away, Matt. Take it right, Matt, before we go about, into this Taco Bell. Really want to talk about Taco Bell. <laughs> look, look, look all, I'm, all I'm saying is you got to tune in next week to hear the conclusion to the Taco Bell menu debacle. You know what? I think we mentioned Taco we'll, Bell we'll so name it many the times. The Taco times Bell that... Massacre. 
if someone out there is listening to this and works at Taco Actually, Bell, we should get some sponsorship for this. Our our next our next episode is going to be all about food fans, so it's a perfect it's a perfect follow up. Now, yeah, now so to, it's going to be all about Taco Bell. Yeah, great. <laughs> now to take us back, to take us back, <laughs> take us um, back. I so last week we we reviewed some black metal albums and that got the attention of a local black metal fan from Chicago who reached out to me invited me to a really awesome black metal house show uh in Chicago it, was, it wasn't really a black metal show it was more of like a harsh noise dungeon synth black metal show um and in that order and not in that concentration um it was really wild and so inspiration from that led me to listen to this new album so we're going to talk about both of those things today um so ben also listened to yawist and their album i don't know how to say that in russian but in english it translates to wymir i google translated all of the names of the songs because i wanted to make sure none of them were sketchy and none of them were um this is a uh I think the third released from Yawist, who is a solo black metal project from Russia. Um, I, re- I reached out to the uh, wonderful gentleman behind Moon Worshipper Records. And uh, the only thing that we know about this man is that he releases music. Um, the, the mystery uh, remains true. And what we're left with is some really raw dungeon synthy aggressive punky uh russian black metal um there's like a subset of russian black metal it's very punk and very uh very fast and frenetic and chaotic and this kind of fits into that subgenre. um it has a very unique drum sound um and is a a good quick time in comparison to an album ben and i are going to talk about in a few weeks um ben what was your initial impression of Ben Hamat or, you know, or I mean, Yawist. Um, and yeah, what did you, what did you think of it? Especially in the context of the black metal we've been listening to recently. So I would just like everyone to know that Google translate cannot, um, articulate the name of this band. <laughs> Hell yeah. Really? Um, wow. what other name yeah, of the I'm, band? Yeah, the I'm, name, I'm, the name I'm of the album. holding up the, the speaker button to the uh to the microphone and just nothing's coming out so um i'm going to say it's ben map because that's what it looks like it's b-e backwards in with the squiggle on top m-a-p well, it, tr- it translates to um to weimar uh, which is a city state in germany um and uh, there's not really much interesting about it it was like the um city was the focal point of the german enlightenment and home to the of the leading figures of the literary genre of weimar classicism writers johann wolfgang von goth and frederick stiller in the 19th century and a bunch of other composers and artists came from this like cool little town in central germany so i I doesn't have any not nothing else on the album necessarily follows with that theme i guess but i don't know what all these songs are about necessarily because they're in russian um but one thing i did look up um before we get to your opinions ben sorry um is the what the name of the band meant because i was like what that's the only part of it that was in english or at least in uh latin text and i was really curious what yawish was 
And um, Yahweh is the most widely recognized source of the Torah, um, to get, uh, one of the five books of the Torah, um, together with the Detrumatis, the priestly source, and the Elohist. Um, basically, what it is, is it's a uh, piece of a scholarly belief in Judaism of the source books that led to the five books of the Torah or the Pentahash <clears throat> and Yahweh were called Yahwishists um, because their book uh, referred to God as Yahweh, which is a, or Yeshua, which is a common term used by a lot of people yes. uh, for the actual name of God itself, which was in the Christ, Judeo-Christian or Jewish faith. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting. I don't know what the hell it has to do with the rest of the album. Um, but I mean, it was, if you, I mean, if, I mean, if you're, if you're, if, if you're like Israeli, you refer to God as Yahweh. Yeah. That's what I've always heard. And there, yeah. I know from my, from my reading of some of like, um, like, uh, like, like literary work around Judaism and the, and the Hebrew Bibles, um, is that like, they, they specifically praise not the name God, but Yahweh, like, cause that's an individual God yes. entity. Yeah. It has more identity than like the common usage of the term God now, which yeah. I find <clears throat> fascinating. Um, but so, <laughs> that's a very complex conversation and I am not qualified to have it. We sure aren't, but I feel like we are pretty qualified to talk music. Yes, we are. Well, sort of. So, uh, <laughs> you well, so are. Ben, what, yeah. Ben, what did you think of this album? I'm curious. I liked it. Um, I, I feel like this was, and I don't know what level of experience uh, Yahweh has. <laughs> okay. Um, probably, I, probably pretty recently. I think he only has three releases. I was gonna say this feels like a really good like sophomore album. Okay. Um, it's pretty raw. Like the production. It's it's, ex- is it's extremely raw, and, and I and I really like that. What I wanted more of was more diversity in playing with it because i because f- i feel like when i'm listening to raw black metal the rawness of it is is an instrument within itself and for sure yeah well i mean this it's part album of the aesthetic and this album really felt like more of a um it felt like they made an album and then they put a layer of rawness over it which is Mm. fine and i feel like you know aesthetically it made the music better but it also stayed the same throughout and i feel like there could have been more depth achieved there i think that's Um, partially because these drums are probably uh electronic like are like being produced on like a key on a uh through like a program sure sure which I think lends to like, cause they have this like super, I, that's the thing that I think is the most overwhelmingly cons, uh, consuming about the album. Cause the drums are mixed super forward. Yeah. Um, and they're very consistent in their tone. So yeah, it's I, like very electronic ish, uh, beats or no, but no. the, the drumming sounds like washed out and almost kind of hollow. Mm, um, okay. so it's, it sounds like, like it's to me, it sounds like they were digitally produced. Um, oh, okay. Or they're they were made on some like steel drums. It's a very unique sound. Nice. Yeah, it it is. I do feel like I feel like the album sort of peaked with the beginning. Mm. 
I feel like after the first third ish of the album, I feel like I didn't I didn't feel like there was anything really to discover past that. Okay. Um and I'm not saying that it made any of the music bad. I thought it was all very good. Yeah. But I thought it was very good in like the same vein of things. Like mm, Okay. Like I, I couldn't distinguish really you know, the third or fourth song from the second, you know? Oh, okay. I see that. Um, I mean, I, and, and of I, course I feel... with, of, of uh, course with like repeat listens, that'll, that'll change. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like there are, there are differences between them, but it was a lot more, uh, uh, it was a lot more like single level, really good on that single level. Mm. But I do want to see what happens if they, change it up a bit for sure. future releases. Cause I think this is a really strong basis, you know, it's yeah, like that it's new most... Sonic. It's like the new Sonic game that just came out where everyone's like, this is good. But like, if they build on this and make something after that, that's going to be amazing. You know? Yeah, sure. I can see that. Yeah. He presents or they, I don't know who this person is, uh, presents like a really interesting combination of punk and black metal. Um, I think there's some other bands that are doing this sound in a more like refined way. Like as you were saying, Ben, like they've baked in the sound itself a bit deeper. Um, and yeah, this is definitely like a pretty raw, both performance and delivery, but I really enjoyed it. I think the, the thing that kept me interested was the guitar work was changing and had like a great rhythm to it. Like it was a pretty hypnotic album. Yeah. Like it was quick. Definitely. And it's short, which I liked. Um, it it definitely didn't else. overstay its welcome. No, which is that I think yeah. why I was never, um, like felt like it was all it was too samey. Well, I'm I, I'm not saying that it's it's samey in that like what like I I feel like saying that makes it sound bad, but it's like no, I get what you're saying. It's just the same. Like, really like good the thing only over thing, the only reason why I knew the song was changing was because the sound <clears throat> went dead for a second. You know? Yeah, I see. I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I kind of get that, but to me, it fe- the thing that I enjoyed about that was that it kind of made the album like very encapsulating. Yeah. Um, like, like while I was listening to it, like my head was bobbing along cause it was so quick. Um, mm. though this is far from my favorite thing I've seen out of both moon worshiper, wound worshiper records and, uh, and like the Russian black metal scene though. This one doesn't seem problematic, which makes it a lot easier to talk about than some of those other albums. So, well, uh, so I, I feel like what would have made it a bit stronger because I agree with you. This does feel like an album, which is like meant for you to listen, like passively through in a way. Yeah. I was uh, like, I was like cleaning. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's the perfect album for that. I feel like it would have made it almost better if they found a way to just sort of take out those sudden breaks and just have it be one flowing. Yeah. I think that's just the limitation thing. of the format. Uh, well, we've, we've seen bands that get around that. Yeah. I mean, but like, this is also, yeah, like a first release and everything. So. Sure. Well, it's, it's at There's least a second way. release. I, I see that they have another, well, they, but they just... have, well, the other two are demos. This is the first full release. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's even more impressive in that case, but yeah, I, I really liked it. I give it like a, four out of five okay uh, three out of four charms i was gonna say i was gonna give it like a three and a half out of five because it's pretty simple and straightforward it's really good um and another great release for moon worshiper or because like tape release 
Um, but when it comes to the kind of like punk infused black metal sound, there's there's more to do. But I think like you said, Ben, it, it really sets a good platform. And I love the drums, despite what I was saying. Like I wasn't insulting them earlier. Yeah, I think yeah, the drums yeah. are really good. The drums are really cool. good. They're really intense. Um, yeah. I think they could add more to their delivery, but from like a raw, straightforward, primal black metal sound, it's a good time. This was like a also a three and a half out of four charm. So I, technically I, I, higher I, on the charm scale. I, I feel like every time we do one of these, I'd be like, you know who they would do really well with would be would be gone, gone mage. mage yeah gone mage mixes with everything he's a man like, yeah i i mean i i feel like the more i listen to other bands the more i appreciate how multifaceted and talented gone mage is yeah yeah i agree like, like i like that's incre- crazy yeah. gary like, gary's gary's a uh, prolific artist um but we can talk sure about some other is. prolific artists um who actually knew gary which i thought was cool um was i got invited to this show so after we covered um celestial sword and nightmare ecstasy last week a local uh black metal fan and aficionado who enjoys the podcast reached out and let me know there was an like an underground dungeon synth harsh noise black metal show uh and i wanted to shout it out because it was a really really great show um it was uh it was called momentum uh, momentary or at least that's what it said on the cool really interesting poster that you'll see uh, on the instagram post about this episode um, but we had a couple bands and this was similar to when i talked about gems fest um, this felt really special um, to me um, i i have some i have someone who really enjoys um, small intimate shows of any nature um, and shows that feel like not many other people are ever going to get to experience unless the people who experience it share it. Um, and things that are very, very abrasive. Um, and this show had all of that. Um, we had uh, artist Tardive, um, who actually, yeah, we'll, we'll go in order. So first, Walls Painted Black played, um, which was a performance by the gentleman who's also hosting the event. And it was really intense. It was only 15 minutes uh, my f- or so. My friend who was there in the, uh, near the end of the set, um, Walls Painted Black, knocked over their, uh, their soundboard that they were creating this like very intense, very quick, harsh noise with uh, while they were doing some like really intense shouted vocals. Uh, and it was really incredible. One, because it was kind of scary that, he, that that was going to get knocked over. Two, because I thought it might have been an accident. And three, because my friend, who is a huge music nerd and like loves collecting amps and guitars, was utterly terrified that the dude's things broke. And like I saw his entire <laughs> body like seize up in like like concern. And I was like, it's definitely not for the guy. It's definitely because of the board that just hit the ground. Oh, amazing. Gosh. Yeah. So, so Ben, just like you got a lot of enjoyment out of watching something uh, abrasive to a degree, like um, – like with that 70s wrestling this was that but this was also in the basement of someone's house and it was extremely loud because it was a tiny it was in a tiny basement it was a small basement um but and there was maybe like 15 or 20 people there um and it was intense and that's how the night started which was really wild um and then tardive played who was another really great um harsh noise set i took some great pictures of them during their performance and it was pretty uh that one was really hypnotic i would say like i felt like i was trapped do you think that music is more powerful in person yes 
without i i listened to all of the artists who played who had releases online um and didn't get really much out of them and well like now i got i got a bit out of some of them but i wasn't sure what i was going to be seeing you know i i when i listen to even when i listen to dungeon synth in general which i do love as a genre i always wonder i'm like how 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 is this going to be performed live like what's going to be the ambiance what what's going to make this seem more real and genres like this these very abrasive very unique very small genres i think are really 100 percent meant to be experienced live um i know for a fact a lot of harsh noise unless it's pre-programmed is improvised um and they they build on structures that they create each show and then improvise the noise from there to create like a unique sonic experience so they don't um, even play like certain songs they just sort of have like a customized set list with certain bases basically and that's okay. that's that's true for harsh noise um and that's not true for every harsh noise artist i'm sure i'm sure plenty of artists out there who, cre- who create have harsh i listened noise. to any harsh noise maybe we'll 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 check in next week and we'll see okay. I'll, I'll, I'll let you you'll give your review of harsh noise i'll find you some it's really intense. It's not like it's it's anti music. Like one of the individuals and en- ended their set by screaming "fuck music," and the whole crowd cheered. Um, it was pretty <laughs> fucking awesome. It's anti. It, it is anti music to some degree. I, some people really hold that opinion about harsh noise. To me, it's it's about like the soundscapes and the intensity. Like it really it's very calming for me. Well, you know, Matt, you you send me that, and I'll send you the best clips I can find of the Missouri Mauler. I'm ready. I'm excited. Hey, um, hey, not do as excited, you know, Matt. That Bob Roop was the person who Hulk Hogan beat for his first championship. Did you know that the next band that I played was called London Dungeon, and they stabbed their their uh, table they were playing with a knife three times, and it was one of the first times I ever felt a little bit of genuine fear at a concert. <laughs> besides the time that I saw a dude actually get stabbed at a concert. But I didn't feel worried that no one was fucking stabbing me. And I didn't think I was going to get stabbed at this show either. But the dude came about an inch from stabbing one of the cords coming out of his soundboard. And I thought that dude was about to get electrocuted. Oh, or, yeah. That was or, bad. Or stop the show. Both options were bad for me. And uh, it didn't happen. And then afterwards, I was fucking hyper locked into that show. Um, they were incredible, and uh, one of the artists is someone I've uh, hung out with a few times. He's also in a band called Saren. Um, also plays the theremin, and hearing theremin being played. Oh, in the a theremin har- guy. Yeah, yeah, theremin guy was there yeah, from the from yeah, the theremin Wolf King guy. show, and um, and hearing theremin being played hyper aggressively with with an instrument I associate with like '80s horror movie theme songs. You gotta um, send that to me, or send something to me. You can you can watch the video I posted on the Doctor Gore Wizard archives on YouTube. Um, I have live videos of multiple of these bands playing, primarily these last three, London Dungeon, and next, which I think was the um, the first the first band on the list that Monty and you could listen to and classify <laughs> purely as music. <laughs> um it is one of the most legendary um dungeon synth bands from chicago as our host loudly proclaimed the king of dungeon synth um oak and dagger who played and i posted a video on my um on the youtube channel of, of the, one of the songs from the set was 
truly enchanting. Um, Ben, you mentioned earlier how much the live performance uh, enhances the music or or affects the power of it. Sure did. Um, This was a truly magical set, Um, especially because it came after three very intense, very, very loud, harsh noise sets. Um, and my ears were like thrumming and like my head was bobbing. I was having a great time. All of the people there were very wonderful. I met some wonderful people, some wonderful artists. Um, uh, Winter and Vannon were really cool. Uh, the host was really cool. The gentleman behind Oak and Dagger was awesome. Um, the dudes behind London Dungeon are always a good time. We've hung out at shows before. Um, the dude behind Tardive did a great job. And as I mentioned, the host who also played in wall paints, uh, painted black was really chill. Um, but Oak and Dagger was really special. Someone in the crowd at one point yelled, this is so cult. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the first person to take the piss out of black metal and, and like what the genre is and like the, I find it fun and silly, but that moment was completely right. I was in a basement watching a gentleman play dungeon synth with a candelabra next to him. And I was legitimately enchanted by like the fantasy vibes because dungeon synth is so fantastical and mystical or like spooky and ooey spooky. And this was the fantastical mystical kind of lens and that Mm. being performed live on keyboards with like a very genuine performance by the, uh, by the musician, including some, wildly incredible vocals that did not sound how he talked at all because him and i talked extensively throughout the evening um it did not sound like his normal voice and i don't know what combination of of you know synthesizers and distortion or just his performance was there but it was truly enchanting um and almost overwhelming in a good way um and that that set was really awesome um I highly recommend everyone go check out Oak and Dagger um, for some really sweet uh, Dungeon Synth vibes. And finally, finally, we come to the end of the show, um, which was a really incredible performance um, by the band Vannon, um, which uh, also Vannon played at Gems Fest. um, And so did some of these other artists. They were also there. Um, Uh, but this was a really incredible set. Vannon um, plays a common, like a plays black metal without guitars or a bass. It's just keyboards, drums, and vocals. Um, and how's that sound? Incredibly cool. Um, the video I took doesn't fully capture the quality of the sound, um, but the sound feels very full and very light. Um, it's, it's got like this, like good upbeat nature to it. Like it's black metal that makes me smile, which is some of my favorite black metal. Um, especially because they feel like all black metal makes you smile, Matt. (laughs) Yeah. But that, that makes me smile and it's supposed to, you know, like it's like, it's happy. I don't want to say it's happy black metal, but it's like really like joyous and it's, it goes against like some, some people out there will say it doesn't, it's not real black metal um, because it doesn't have guitars or like any of the pickings, but it has the tone and the flow and the music um, that it was pretty fucking black metal, especially live. Um, when I listened to it on album, I wasn't sure what the live performance was going to sound like, um, but it fucking ripped. Um, Winter did vocals, did an incredible job. The soundscape in the basement was super sweet. 
Um, they met, the guy behind walls painted black, played drums, and uh, Vannon did vocals or Rose um, did uh, did the keyboards. Uh, and it was super sweet. It was uh, a lot of fun. It was probably the perfect way to cap off the evening, especially because I come from a more of a black metal f- lens or fandom than like the harsh noise and dungeons and stuff. So like the night was like a perfect lead up to a really awesome set. Um, the drums sounded really fucking cool. Um, and they played a song, which is probably my favorite black metal song I've heard this year, uh, which was black metal dance. Um, it's a black metal dance song. Uh, with keyboards and drums uh, and from my understanding the lyrics are just black black metal black metal dance um, and it was fucking awesome <laughs> um, it's pro- probably some pretentious black metal fans would not would scoff at it but fuck you <laughs> yeah shit was sweet um, and it was just a great time so I uh, there's other shows happening like this in Chicago all the time so if you're in the Chicago area um, do your best to like uh, check out these bands and try to find out when shows are happening uh, and shout out to the hosts and everyone who played at the show. Cause it was a killer time. Uh, shout out to my friend Nico for being terrified when that uh, board almost exploded <laughs> and for not really understanding that how intense of a harsh noise show he was going to be at uh, and brought his girlfriend who really wasn't ready for the type of harsh noise show they were wow. going to be at, but fuck it. They stuck it out. They made it to the end of the show um hung out with some great people so uh yeah that was the festival bit in monty i don't know if you got anything to say or ask me about the festival well matt Uh, if we don't live in chicago where can we see clips of Uh, these amazing bands you can see clips and whole songs on my youtube page dr gore wizard archives um, where you can also find all the videos i took from gems fest and some embarrassing concert footage i took when i was a teenager on those like handheld store-bought cameras i really wish i remembered what they were called but they were like they would only record video and it was just like a little handheld recorder that was like designed for like filming at shows oh like those uh flip cameras kind of yeah but it was just it was just a video camera um and i took a bunch of videos with them of shows i went to when i was a kid um and those are also up on the youtube channel if you want to watch those i don't know why you would but they're probably some of the only recordings from some of those shows could you just like could you spell your channel out i i'm trying to look for it i know i've been trying to subscribe to it but all right, so it's Dr. D-R-G-O-R-E-W-I-Z-A-R-D archives. Expert and audio right here. I'm typing <laughs> while it's happening, too, for your editing. Yay, um, go me. Uh, Well, it didn't come up <laughs> when I typed it in, either. Yeah, um, what the heck? Let's see if I copy and paste it. Are you tagging your videos, Matt? Oh, it's Dr. Period Gore Wizard. So D-R period G-O-R-E-W-I-Z-A-R-D-A-R-C-H-I-V-E-S. And it's a picture of my dog. Um, If you just type in Oak and Dagger Live or Vannon Black Metal Dance um, or Vannon or Dryad Live at Gems Fest or the debut performance of Vampirska, um, you'll find my channel because I'm. Yeah, the if only you just pe- type in all that, you'll find it easy, no problem. <laughs> if you know specifically what to look up and you're deeply embedded in the black metal underground, boy, you can find it. And also, my most recent videos recorded in 4K, um, which makes them much more intense than I would have expected. 
right. Yeah, uh, I found it. Check that out. You know, I checked. I'm listening to your recent one, the Oak and Dagger Live. Yeah. Yo, this is pretty cool, man. Oak and Dagger's fucking sweet. Uh, the video's awesome because I, I got like a perfect little spot to stand up front. Um, there was only, you can tell it's also in a basement. Um, oh, it looks like, I thought it was in a garage. I didn't know it was in a it's, basement. Yeah, it's, it's fucking rad. It was like truly a mystical experience. Um, like, well, actually, Ben, I had a question for you. Yeah. Someone at the, someone at the, at the event who I was asking me about the podcast, um, hopefully they listened to this episode because this is relevant to them and you've made it 30 plus minutes in. Um, can you tell me about like the state or like what is in the modern day underground wrestling? And I mean like show in the basement of a house level underground wrestling or like what you know of that whole world. So here's the tier list. You have national companies, WWE, AEW, okay. right? Below them, you have uh, nationwide independent companies. These are guys who really can't afford to sign more than a handful of people, and they're probably not making great money. That's MLW, um, GCW, Impact Wrestling, and then up until Tony Khan bought it, Ring of Honor. But it's still its own separate company, so we'll just lump them in there too. After that is the third tier, which are wrestling companies, indies, that are regional, but people have heard of, and it's where people get discovered. That's Beyond okay. Wrestling in the Northeast, PWG in the Southeast, Warrior Wrestling in Chicago, um, C4 Wrestling out of okay. uh, Montreal. Uh, then further below that, okay. uh, eventually it, you have local regionals that don't get a lot of love and those are the ones where it's like buff bagwell's in the main event so like anarchy pro wrestling okay like yeah yeah the shows we've gone to like where we saw mvp yeah below those are the training school promotions rocky mountain pro for example created pro wrestling Mm -hmm. um and below that is i think what you're talking about which okay. is just backyard wrestling which are people who are untrained they manage to pay someone to put a ring in their backyard or they're using like oh, a no. trampoline and shit that's local friends that have like time on the weekends to kill so they like just hang out together and beat up each other in the name of wrestling. So wasn't there like a metal? What wasn't uh, there no. like a wrestling group called Backyard Wrestling or something like that? There was a video game called Backyard Wrestling. Oh, that was that oh I think I played that. Yeah, wasn't it was based like, on a bunch of indie. Wasn't there like a horror the themed like wrestling game at one point? Like I remember playing this like fighting game where you were like like gross out like nickelodeon style monsters and there was like a whole wrestling aesthetic for it it might i might just be thinking of backyard wrestling but there's a uh there's an arcade game called king of the monsters yeah there's king of the monsters which is similar ish to that i i think you're thinking about some sort of arcade game but it was never licensed i thought no like i just think it was like the ps1 hmm not ringing a bell. There's a Simpsons okay. game for the PS1. Simpsons oh. Wrestling. Yeah. 
It's not very well, good, but it exists. Something that was very good and did exist only in this instance was the was the show momentary. And that brings us to the end. Now, you might bring your friends to a metal show once and it, it and it goes okay. Or you meet at the show and it's nice. The maybe second you should bring time, them four times? The second well, maybe, maybe the second time you bring them, shit gets a little too real and one of them has to leave. No, you gotta do it four <laughs> times. The the third time was just, you know, like, oh, you know, that worked out. It was a normal show. But still wasn't that great. But the fourth time, Ben, to your point earlier, it might be a set yeah. of harsh noise that overwhelms the person's girlfriend and kind of alienates alienates your friend a little bit. But it's still a great time. That time's the charm. So what you're telling me, Matt? Yeah. Is the fourth time's the charm? Good night. Yeah, oh, we had a winner from our festival art competition last week for Black Metal Review. Shout out to Lila from Ardente and uh, all the other bands that she's in. Wow. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram. Bye. Talk to y'all later.